1: the average person 150 pounds ever heard of carfentanil it's a large wild animal tranquilizer illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it it can kill the average human if you or a loved one is addicted to opiates even pain pills don't wait until it's too late call the detox and treatment helpline now we care many of us have been where you are We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991. 866-490-3991. 866-490-3991.
2: Eric Roberts, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Peace out.
3: Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television. I was pleased to welcome Mr. Ken. Osmond, an actor known to three generations of television viewers as Eddie Haskell, the poster child for sneaky, rotten kids everywhere on the classic TV series Leave it to Beaver. Anyone who is listening tonight has known an Eddie Haskell in their life at one point or another, but very little is known about Ken Osmond. And that is too bad because prior to Leave it to Beaver, Ken Osmond was a very busy child actor who worked with the likes of Spencer Tracy, Jennifer Jones, and and Ozzie Nelson, while his life after the series included 20 years of distinguished service with the Los Angeles Police Department. When Ken was on the force in the 70s and 1980s, it was very rare for an officer to be shot in the line of duty. Ken Osmond was shot on two occasions and came very close to dying. That is one of many stories in Ken's life that he has made public for the first time in a new book called Eddie The Life and Times of America's Preeminent Bad Boy, which we will tell you more about in just a second. But first, Ken Osmond, welcome to TV Confidential. Hey, how are you doing, Ed? I'm doing well. You know, there there are many things I like about your book, uh, one of which is, is the way that you begin the story. You walk the readers through the events of September 20th, 1980, which was the night when you were shot. I know that when you were writing the book, you went back and you visited the site of the shooting. Was that the first time you had uh, gone back to the site?
2: I've been in the area since then, and I actually I went back to work and worked the area for a while.
3: Okay, so it's okay, all right. So which, which which makes sense because you know part of the training as as a peace officer, part of the training. As a as soldier is that, you know, you've got to get up and, and do it again. Otherwise, you know, you let the demons defeat you. But uh,
2: well, I wasn't that I still had a mortgage to pay. <laughs> that's true.
3: That's true. That's true. I, mean, I, was, I was paying my bills with police salary. That's right. So, you know, you've got you've got to do what you've got to do, you know, but. Still, was it when you sit down and you talk about it for the book? Was it hard to revisit that, or is it just is it just a detail that you had to talk about when you uh, when you captured the story of your life?
2: No, no, I've, I've relived it so many times that it's really kind of to me it's kind of mundane at this point. It it seems like another life away.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well that, that makes sense. And of course, you know, I mean, uh you've done you've you, you've gone on to do many things, you know, part of that. I mean it's like some some people, their bat you know, their battle scars, they make that part of your life. I mean you've you, you have lived and enjoyed a very rich life above that and that's that's something to be proud of. Well, I'll tell
2: you, I, I look back on my life and, and uh used to be that it was nothing special. Now, I, I, after going through so, so much detail in my life and writing the book, I think back and say, wow, I really did that?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I know both through doing my, my show and as a writer, I've had a chance to write a few memoirs. And I know that when you can talk about your story, it's your life. So you don't always know what resonates with people. Until you sit down, and you talk about it, and you share it. And one of the things that I enjoy about your, your book, Eddie, is that I mean, you, you talk about how you always liked the leave it to beavers that showed Eddie's vulnerable side. You show Ken's vulnerable side in every chapter of the book. You know, you seem like a very straightforward person. In getting to know you through the book and just talking to you a little bit, it's like, you know, it's, it's no big deal It's what I do. What's the next question?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I get along so well with blue-collar people. Uh, I really do. I, I've, I've held so many blue-collar jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my world.
3: Yeah, you have a blue-collar lunch pail mentality that you, that, that you have taken to work no matter what you've done throughout your life.
2: Well, I've never really been a part of the Hollywood scene. Mm-hmm. I've, I did that for a living for many years. Of course, I did. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was never part of the Hollywood scene.
3: You were never part of the Hollywood scene. But as we mentioned in our open, you were part of the Los Angeles Police Department uh, for for twenty years. Now, you mentioned a little while ago you became a cop because you know you had you know for practical reasons because you, you were married, you had a family, you had a mortgage to pay. I know that you did some time in the reserves. Was the idea of service important to you at the time? or Not as important
2: as, uh, I, looking back, I'm so glad that I did serve. I'm, I'm proud of my service. Uh, I love this country. I love our freedom. And I'm so thankful for the guys that are over there now putting their life on the line. And, and so, yes, I'm very proud of the fact that I was proud to serve.
3: You're listening to a conversation with Ken Osmond, the actor known around the world as Eddie Haskell on Leave it to Beaver that originally aired in October 2014. Ken's book, Eddie, The Life and Times of America's Preeminent Bad Boys, the story of his life and career before, during, and after Leave it to Beaver, including his early years as a child actor where he worked with such stars as Jennifer Jones, Ozzie Nelson and Spencer Tracy, his brief stint as a helicopter pilot, his career with the Los Angeles Police Department, and the post-traumatic stress disorder that Ken suffered after being shot twice in the line of duty. Ken Osmond passed away on Monday, May 18th, at the age of 76. Ken, I have a brother who works in law enforcement. I have two brothers-in-law who, one one's recently retired, but uh, between the two of them, they spent about 50 years between the two of them on the force up in Northern California. So I understand a little bit about the, the bond between a, a, a peace officer and your partner. How would you describe that bond? How important uh, is that? You know,
2: uh, I kind of go into that in the book, and it's, it's a matter of uh, being on the outside looking in as yourself, mm-hmm. you can kind of understand it, but... When you're actually out on the street, you depend so much on your partner Mm -hmm. that you trust him with your life, Mm -hmm. because you do eight hours a day, Mm -hmm. and it's not unusual to become closer to your partner than you do to your spouse.
3: Well, especially if you're in a situation, uh, such as you describe in the book, where where it was your partner, Henry Lane, who ultimately saved you that night.
2: Oh, no question. As a matter of fact, he was uh, the recipient of the uh, LAPD's highest honor, the Medal of Valor, and richly deserved.
3: Richly deserved, and again, that's just one of, uh, that's one of many stories that Ken shares in his new book, Eddie, The Life and Times of America's Preeminent Bad Boy, which is available both as a print edition and as an e-book through Amazon.com. You've always been a very slightly built man. Ken, Mm -hmm. um, I understand that uh, you were concerned that you wouldn't make weight when you first applied to become a a police officer. How did you manage to pass your physical?
2: Uh, You know, yeah, back in that era, there was a minimum weight. I don't believe there is today, but uh, yeah, I, I was underweight when I applied for the department. And uh, I made myself sick every day between then and my physical, eating so much, like nine meals a day. And uh, in between would be malts and ice cream and uh, stuffed myself sick. Uh, but I made it by with two pounds to spare.
3: Well, I I won't give it away, but I will just tell you that when I read the story of the day you passed your physical and made my kidneys hurt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mine were definitely hurting. You're listening to a conversation with Ken
3: Osmond, the actor known around the world as Eddie Haskell on Leave it to Beaver that originally aired in October 2014. Jerry Mathers once said that Ken Osmond was hands down the best actor on Leave it to Beaver because he was the complete opposite of the character he played. And if you read Ken's book, Eddie, The Life and Times of America's Preeminent Bad Boy, you will know that to be true Ken Osman passed away on Monday May 18th at the age of 76 Another thing that I love about uh, your book Eddie Ken is that bef- because your family came to Los Angeles around the time that television was just beginning to take off You really give us, besides giving us a detailed look of what it was like to work on Leave It to Beaver, you give us a detailed look of Los Angeles during the early years of of television. What was it like for you to grow up?
2: Well, when when I uh, first became aware of my surroundings, we didn't even own a TV. Nobody did, Mm -hmm. except George Grizzly. He (laughs) lived down the block. We'd go down there on Sunday and watch wrestling on TV Mm -hmm. with gorgeous George. Mm -hmm. And of course, today every household has three or four TVs. But uh, so uh, it's really neat looking back uh, through the development of the entire industry of television.
3: Your mom was a stage mom, but mm-hmm. she was but she was also she was also very shrewd. Uh, she found a way for you and your brother Dayton to get represented by the by uh, by a talent agent who was the top talent agent at the time for child actors how did she manage to pull that off well uh she did it on a donation basis a donation of her time mm-hmm. she went to work for lola moore
2: mm-hmm. the agent at that time uh and i don't know what all she did mostly office work uh leg work and paperwork and uh, whatever but uh she just gave of her her time and uh lola just kind of Took myself and my brother in, into under her wing, uh, so it
3: kind of worked out. It, it it worked out very well, as we mentioned in our open during the ten years before Leave It to Beaver ever became you know part of your life. I mean, you were you were pretty steadily both in motion pictures and in television. Um, and it's, it's interesting, many of the early films you worked on, such as Plymouth Adventure, I remember watching as a kid. I'm gonna have to go back and revisit them again to look for your scenes.
2: You know, in the 50s, before Beaver, uh, I did so many TV shows, uh, stuff that you you don't even remember existed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Telephone Time and Loretta Young Theater, Mr. District Attorney. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have never heard of these shows, but they were popular at the time.
3: Speaking of Plymouth Adventure, one of the stars of that movie was Spencer Tracy. Tell us, you had lunch with Spencer Tracy one day while you were making the show, but you didn't realize it.
2: At the time, I didn't know who Spencer Tracy was, <laughs> uh, but as it turned out, I mean, uh, who was ever bigger in in, in motion pictures? Yeah, yeah. Dan Johnson was in that, by the way, and I'm, I I'm maybe failed to mention him in the book. I'm not sure, but uh, he also was a pretty big guy.
3: I th- yeah, I, I believe I believe you did. I, again, it's what I love about it. Is again, you during the first you know few chapters of the book when you talk about your early career you don't just talk about yourself you give readers a sense of what that whole era was like and that's just as as someone who loves the history of film and television and particularly the history of television i really appreciate that
2: well i wanted to kind of fill in the uh younger generations mm-hmm. that uh, didn't live through it and they don't really know what it was like in that era
3: You're listening to a conversation with Ken Osmond, the actor known around the world as Eddie Haskell on "Leave It to Beaver," that originally aired in October 2014. Ken Osmond passed away on Monday, May 18th, at the age of 76. Another person you worked with early on in your, you know, when you were a child star, is Ozzy Nelson. Now, Ozzy Nelson was another guy who was the, who he was the total opposite of the character he played on television. He was a very shrewd man behind the scenes. What oh, mem- Absolutely. Yeah, what memories do you have of working with Ozzy? Uh, actually, I did
2: two of their shows, and uh, uh, it was fun. Uh, mostly it was full of kids and, and uh, a lot of playtime involved. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, which 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 goes to something else. I mean, a lot of people talk about. Uh, a, a lot of times, when actors talk about working on a television show, they bring up the word "family" to describe the bond between between one actors or another. When you guys made Leave It to Beaver, it really was a family. You not only you, you know you not only worked together, but as you said, you, there was a lot of there really was a lot of playtime among the child actors. Uh, not just the cast, but the cast and crew. Mm-hmm.
2: The producers were so shrewd in their hiring practices. You look back on on a lot of the old shows where uh, one of the child actors or something was either arrested or or into dope, or, or, you know, so much negative publicity, and you've never heard a word negative about anybody involved with Beaver.
3: Well, I think it's, I think it's because you guys were working all the time, and as you just said, you know, they kept you busy, they, they made sure you played together so that you'd be too tired to do anything
2: else. Oh, they made made it a kid's place. I mean, we had a, basketball hoop set up outside the sound stage mm-hmm. so that we could go out there and play. Uh, and the producers were uh, very careful to put our hiatus in the middle of summertime when we didn't have to go to school either. So we had, in fact, the summer off.
3: Mm-hmm. And another thing that was kind of shrewd, uh, and, you, and you talk about a little bit behind the scene, to the extent they could, they would keep the bigger kids separate from the little kids because they wanted to maintain, you know, that sort, of, that, that sort of sense of distance when you started rolling the cameras. Because Beaver was a little kid. He was supposed to be sort of on the outside of Eddie and Lumpy and, um, and the other big kids. Well,
2: in a very, very early uh, season, we weren't separated out. But as we grew older, the subject matter in schools was considerably different between Jerry's age group and Wally's age group. So in fact, they had uh, two teachers come in—one for the younger kids and one for the older kids. So that because while we were studying uh, maybe uh, algebra, the younger kids were studying basic math.
3: I know you were very close to Frank Bank in in real life, Ken. I met Frank once in person, and then I had a phone conversation from my program. Um, a few years ago, and when Frank was on the show, he described "Leave It to Beaver" as Aesop's Fables every week. How would you describe the show? Why do you? Why does the show continue to appeal to so many people?
2: Oh, I, I get this question a lot. Uh, what was the appeal of Beaver? Why is it uh, uh, received the longevity that it has? And there's a lot of lot of contributing factors, but because everybody. Uh, it was, it was far over a normal family, of course. Mm-hmm. No, no families like the Cleavers. But there was a, uh, a moral to every story. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I, that's, that's probably what Frank was talking about. Mm-hmm. There was a moral to every show. And usually the last scene was Ward talking to the, uh, to the boys and teaching a lesson. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what Frank was talking about.
3: Very very much what Frank was talking about. And a lot of times, you know, uh, the lesson was don't do what Eddie does. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was part of it. You're listening to a conversation with Ken Osman, the actor known around the world as Eddie Haskell on Leave It to Beaver that originally aired in October 2014. Ken Osmond passed away on Monday, May 18th at the age of 76. A lot of times on the show we talk about actors who were fortunate enough to have lightning strike in the bottle twice by having like, like people like Andy Griffith who've had more than one iconic character. In your case... You know, you have an iconic character, but you you had Lightning Strike twice with the same character. Because in addition to playing Eddie for six years on the original show, you played Eddie for another six years when Leave it to Beaver came back in the 1980s. And so that's, you know, that's 12 years living with the same character. and That's 12 years of having a character being success to you. And I would imagine that's got to be very gratifying. Uh, not only
2: gratifying, but I enjoyed the the new Leave It to Beaver a, a lot more because I was more conscious of my surroundings. Absolutely, and, uh, it was just you know more realistic to me.
3: It was more realistic to you because, of course, you're you you're an adult. You're a you know you know you 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 had lived a little.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had a wife and kids and. Uh, but the the
3: personality was still there. It was yeah. still the old Eddie. It was still the old Eddie. But you also you had a chance to work with your sons, on. I, on... I did actually both of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Now the younger son
3: Christian uh, was only
2: in it, I believe, three or four times. But the uh, older boy Eric was in it on a regular basis, and yeah, it was
3: it was neat. It was it was neat, and Eric went on, Eric works in the industry today. Was that something you know he decided to do on his own? Did he talk to you about I, it? I think this is something that Eric discovered
2: when he was doing Beaver. He loved the industry, but he didn't want to be in front of the camera. Yeah. And he went to USC Film School and graduated there, cum laude, mm-hmm. and uh, he's an editor now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, USC, that's one of the top film schools in the country, so that's that, that means he really did well. Let's see, um, Eric works behind the scenes. You've worked behind the scenes in television off and on. Even during the times uh, when, when you were a police officer, one way or another you found yourself working behind the scenes in television.
2: Yeah, we've been kind of drawn to the industry, the whole family
3: has. I know that uh, what one time, I mean, you, you you did you you and your partner did you provided security for some shows. One of the shows you worked on was was Barnaby Jones. Did you ever meet Buddy Ebsen?
2: I did, and you know he's the nicest guy in the whole wide world. Uh, I, I I described my meeting with him, and he just he was compassionate, friendly, nice, down home guy.
3: Yes, and, you, and, and, and to find out more about that story, you got to pick up a copy of Ken's book, which is Eddie, uh, The Life and Times of America's Preeminent Bad Boy, which is available both as a print book and as an e-book through Amazon.com and wherever books are sold online. Uh, Eddie is not Ken's only book. Ken has written another book called Above and Beyond, True Stories of Real Heroes, which is also available through Amazon. Dot com. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording formally. Um, you have always, um, one of your one of your passions, one of your lifetime interests, you've always been interested and had a respect for people who have served our country.
2: Uh, absolutely. Uh, and that's what, uh, well, first off, I'm, I'm very much involved with the American Legion.
3: I've mm-hmm.
2: uh, been a member f- since... Uh, Uh, Methuselah was a young boy. (laughs) Uh, In my local post, I have been an officer there for the last, oh, I don't know, eight or nine years. And I started writing articles for for their monthly newspaper. People, I got such good feedback from them, I eventually put them all together and made a book out of them. And, And they're really interesting reading, people you've never heard about you watch a World War Two movie and they talk about the uh, uh, bomb site and the bombers that was so critical. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, one of one of the stories in the book is about the inventor of that. Yeah, and he sold that bomb site to the United States government for one dollar.
3: Wow, wow, well, that's that's just one of many stories that Ken shares in Above and Beyond: True Stories of Real Heroes, which is available through Amazon Come, let's see. This is an obvious question, but uh, it's 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 as good as any to close our conversation with. Eddie Haskell has been part of your part of your life almost nonstop since you were a little kid. You've lived through the good. I mean, it's 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 been good to you. It has cost you a couple of times, but at the end of the day, he is who you is. What is it? What is Eddie Haskell to you? Oh, I'll tell
2: you, he's he's my very best friend. I mean. He has been so good to me over all these years. He's opened doors for me. I've done so many things that the average person hasn't, would never be able to do. I met Ronald Reagan when he was the sitting president. I've had a private tour of the White House. I mean, these are things that people would only dream about. And Eddie opened those doors
3: for me. Actor and former Los Angeles police officer Ken Osmond from a conversation that originally aired in October 2014 on TV Confidential. Ken Osmond passed away this past Monday, May 18th, at the age of 76. We'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this.
0: Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be, and no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost, whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area. Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition. By providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain they also work with a network of realtors throughout california who provide the same high caliber of customer service call front porch realty group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you you can also visit their website front for more information on the services they provide including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you.
3: Want a free first ride with Uber? Uber, the mobile app that connects you with a ride at the touch of a button in minutes. Enter promo code TV Confidential after you download the app to receive your first free ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential.
2: Hey there, this is Wink Martindale, and you're listening to TV Confidential. And business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed, risk free call right now.
1: 800 649 0142, 800 649 0142, 649 0142, that's 800 649 0142.
3: Miss the show? We have more than five hundred hours of archived editions of TV Confidential available on demand as digital downloads. For more information, go to shop.tvconfidential.net.
0: This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by the misadventures of Biffle and Schuster. The hilarious site splitting new DVD available through Kino Lorber.
1: Uh, mm.